This is the Ryder and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. Or you're off the seltzers. Just for a little bit. And it's bad timing because we've teamed up with Town Square Brewing and we've created a seltzer for the summer. Mm-hmm. The 107 Days of Summer Seltzer, it's yes, called. Yes, well, and the flavor is watermelon basil, so it's super refreshing and light and really easy to chug, just saying. <laughs> is that why you're off the seltzers? There's a bunch of different locally owned liquor stores that are carrying it right now. Mm-hmm. The list is on our website, play107.com, but we highly recommend you go and support Town Square Brewing, which is locally owned as well. And it is delicious. But unfortunately, I was at a wedding a couple weekends ago and I drank too many seltzers and projectile vomited all over the campsite. So I'm just going to sit back for a little while so everyone else has to go and support Town Square Brewing. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I've hit up a couple of the liquor stores just to check it out. Yesterday, I was in Beaumont at the Tipsy Liquor Mm -hmm. and purchased, purchased some for the office. But I just don't know. If I could stomach it yet. Now, is this the... I always find it ridiculous when people are like, yep, tequila makes me throw up. It's like, no, your lack of control made you throw up. Oh, Tequila well, had nothing to do with it. You probably didn't eat a proper dinner before guzzling seven shots. Like, are you blaming the seltzers on your puking? Or are you blaming the fact that you turned up too hard? I will admit there was, <laughs> there a, there, there was a point in the night <laughs> where... I realized I was doing tequila shots alone. <laughs> oh god. At the bar and that's when I knew. You're blaming the seltzers? The seltzers is what came up. <laughs> so okay, that's okay. the taste that I remember. This story is pretty cute. A six-year-old realized that she lost her tooth aboard an airplane and was desperate to get it back. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah, especially with the price that they're oh, paying now. With inflation and mm-hmm. everything, like you need that money. It was 2 a.m. It was a red eye. Security was closed. They tried turning around to go back to look for the tooth. (laughs) No luck. But a passing captain saw this whole thing shake down, stopped, grabbed his notepad, got down on his knee and wrote a note to the tooth fairy explaining the situation to make sure that the tooth fairy knew that this kid isn't lying. Okay. They lost a tooth. Yeah. So that note would go under her pillow instead. And it worked. And it worked. Yes. <laughs> Tell me something good. I've got two quick stories about past Edmonton Oilers that are pretty awesome. Number one is Mike Greer has become the first person of color to land a GM job. Uh, he is the new GM of the San Jose Sharks. That was just announced yesterday. Yeah, I saw, um, well, I didn't see, but I could hear the TV in the background yesterday. Mm-hmm. Your daughter was doing my hair for me. <laughs> she was giving me a braid. And I could hear in the background someone who already works for the organization who hired Mike as the new GM. Okay. And they said, we hired the best person for the job. Awesome. He, he just happens to be black. Mm-hmm. And this is so exciting because what a role model. Absolutely. And especially the culture of hockey has really needed a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Numerous times over the years you hear stories of just the racism the players have to deal with. And 
When you're uh, seeing more and more diversity on the yeah. ice, which is so great to see. So big ups. So congratulations to Mike Weir, who was an absolute beast for the Oilers in the late 90s, early 2000s. Cool. Also, another guy who played uh, some pretty damn good hockey here, Andrew Cogliano, shared a story that I thought was pretty touching. He just won the Stanley Cup, his first, mm-hmm. with the Colorado Avalanche. And he told a story about how Joey Moss wasn't able to pronounce his name properly, so it always used to just call him Andy Colorado. And they always thought it was funny. That and, is so cute. Uh, kind of a silly name. And I guess Sam Gagne, a past Oiler as well, when he heard that Andrew or saw that Andrew won the cup with Colorado, texted him and said, <laughs> Joey Moss knew all along. Oh, that's so sweet. Andy Colorado won his first Stanley Cup. Tell me something good. Fried chicken day today. Hoorah. Yeah, uh, it feels like this day comes so fast every year <laughs> because it's Ryder's favorite day. It's like people that love Christmas. It shows up and you're like, wow, that year flew by. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's funny that any time a day comes around where we talk about fried chicken, like, there's a 90% chance I'm having it that day. <laughs> it's mm. just stuck in my head, and I can't kick it. And well, then you end up somewhere that has fried chicken that you didn't even know. you got to try it. And on Mondays, Ryder drives by Mary Brown's, and he just says, Big Merry Monday! <laughs> and, like, rips into the parking lot. <laughs> Well, it's four bucks for the Big Mary. That's a hell of a deal. It's a great deal. Do you feel like KFC's popcorn chicken mm-hmm. isn't as good as it used to be in the 90s? Or or is it the same and I'm just trying to compare my childhood taste buds? Well, I think you were a lot smaller then. So the, like popcorn, the popcorn chicken would have been bigger. It would have uh, been like a nugget is for you now. Right. Like size wise, right? Just because you were a little kid. That's my guess. It might have been crunchy. You could probably ask for it to be extra crunchy. Is it fried chicken sandwich day or fried chicken day? No, national fried chicken day. Let's not bring up sandwiches. That's a different conversation entirely. And How actually, is, Why is that a different conversation? So is popcorn chicken, to be honest. I'm talking like you get your thigh, you get your breast, okay. you get your leg. So we're talking about a bucket. Yeah, depending where you go. Some have boxes. Sorry, I'm not the fried chicken expert. I'm just going <laughs> to shut my mouth. You continue. No, you're great. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think uh, there are some great fried chicken places in the city. I do feel like some of the franchises have really developed a great product. So I have the top three chains, and then I have the top three local spots that you need to go and check out and, and get some fried chicken. Okay. For chains, I'm drooling, like literally drooling right now. Number three, I have Mary Brown's, Canadian-owned, from the East Coast. It feels like there's something wholesome about being in there. Great chicken. I like how much mayo they put on their chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. wait, sorry, sorry. I th- no, I you're forgot. okay, you're I okay. I forgot we weren't talking about chicken sandwiches. It's different for everybody celebrates differently. You're scaring me right now because you're so passionate. <laughs> I don't want to screw up. Uh, try the spicy chicken at Mary Brown's. It's like not a saucy spice. It's a powdery spice. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's spicy. Not, it's not a wet spice. Exactly. Dry rub. Dry rub. Uh, number two, I do have Popeyes there. I think they've got the best crunch in the game for like the first bite crunch. Sorry, which place? Sorry. I was Pop- reading texts. Popeyes is who I have at number two for chains. Mm. And number one is Jolly Bee. And this is just strictly chicken, in my opinion. I feel like their sides are lacking. 
that weird spaghetti with hot dogs in it that's really sweet. I don't get it. <laughs> but their chicken is, in my opinion, the best out of any chain. They have those really good desserts there. The peach-filled uh, uh, pastries. For another day, Lisa. Oh, sorry. National Pie Day was on January, March, March 14th. March. No. Uh, January, February. No, you're right. For your top three local spots, I have number three, AFC. Which is on Calgary Trail. Alberta Fried Chicken. No, it's uh, in Tamarack. And they have a second. Honestly, sec- just shut my mic off. <laughs> okay. They have a second location uh, launching soon, and there's even talk of a food truck with the AFC. I talked to the owner. I was pretty passionate. Oh, you turned your mic back on. I just have something to say about um, food trucks. Another day. No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> Okay. I saw a tweet, and it's so true. They need to start using food trucks like how they use ice cream trucks and have a song and mm. go through neighborhoods. Totally. How smart would that be, especially around dinner time when people are like, oh, we didn't take out any meat. And then all of a sudden you hear this fried chicken song slowly coming down the street. I'm glad how you brought it back to fried chicken. That's very, very relatable today. Okay, back to my mic being off. Bye. Uh, Number two for local spots, I've got Soul Fried Chicken. Now, the fact that I was hard on you, I'm turning your mic back on, uh, about the uh, the popcorn chicken and the sandwiches, Soul Fried Chicken does kind of like half pieces. That one's on Calgary Trail. That one's on Calgary Trail. And you can get different flavors like the honey soy, if I'm not mistaken, garlic soy. Incredible. Really good chicken spot. And it's interesting to not have like the full pieces. To have like a unique angle at it. Comes in a pizza box too. Love it. And number one I have for top fried chicken spots. These are locally owned joints. Northern Chicken. The swag of that place combined with how good their product is. It. I wish there was a southeastern chicken for the southeast side of Edmonton so I could go there weekly. Everyone that works there is cool. You walk in the door, they're always blasting rap music. It's amazing. They got great beers on tap. And they're um can I say it? Dorito mac and cheese. Yeah. Different day, different day. <laughs> Tomorrow morning at the show, the top 3 side dishes in the city. <laughs> Do you think uh, most couples talk enough about just like personal successes? challenges, those kinds of things. I hope so. It's uh, Ryder and Lisa here listening to Play 107. There was a lady on TikTok who suggested that you and your partner get together on Sunday nights or whenever it makes sense and just go through some pretty heavy hitter questions that maybe you end up asking yourself quite a bit, but don't actually vocalize the answer to. Her name's Samantha Ravendahl. She actually has a podcast called Approachable, but this video went viral after she informed her followers what her and her husband do at the end of every week just to make sure that they're on the same page and they call it the weekly check-in so on sundays they ask each other six questions and i'll go through those right now the first one is was there anything left unsaid or that you'd like to circle back to positive or negative okay something kind that the other person did that they wanted to acknowledge or maybe something hurtful they said or an action that they did that you didn't get enough pizza on yeah. Wednesday. We we need a large, a medium's not enough. Medium is not enough. Yeah. The second question is, what was something I did that made you feel loved or appreciated? So I guess that's kind of the same as the first 
one. Yeah, if left, it's a positive. Un- left unsaid is kind of what I took from the first one. Number three, what stressed you out this week? Okay. So that's opening uh, the door to just talk about your feelings mm-hmm. in general outside of the relationship. Number four, how can I help or support you better? Number five, what's going well for you right now? And the last question is, what was your favorite moment together this week? So it looks like she has this written in the notes section of her phone. So they sit down together maybe for Sunday dinner, maybe a glass of wine. And you then think you'd they... be like, again? No. Like, couldn't we do this bi-monthly? You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe <laughs> once a week is a bit much. <laughs> I'm already thinking about the negatives of such a powerful resource and yeah, tool you would be like falling asleep <laughs> by question three because you know i love spent. talking about myself <laughs> and your feelings yeah no i think this is great and mm-hmm. um yeah all right there's going to be times where you don't even remember what happened that week but maybe if you knew this check-in was coming you could be writing that down in the notes Oof, section. that scares phone. me it's so scary i would suggest though instead of sunday night you'll be thinking about it all weekend you already have the sunday scaries do it friday right after work and then you'll be over and ready for your weekend how about when you pour your first happy hour drink exactly there you go like do it at earl's so it can't get out of hand oh can't i've seen yelling. some people get out of hand at earl's happy hour <laughs> fair enough <laughs> A lot of people are a little fired up about the price of some specific food items at the grocery store these days. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever thought like, oh, you know what? I should eat out. It's cheaper. Like if you do it smart, if you get takeout, like let's say a five bucks, five bucks, five bucks thing from Pizza Hut, you can get a few meals out of that. It's cheaper than going to the grocery store right now and trying to navigate your way around some of the costs of things there. Yeah. I love how... Majority of us are like, oh, you know what? I'm going to cook at home. I'm going to save money. You go to the grocery store. You buy all the items for one dish when you could have just ordered it for $13 on Skip. Legit. <laughs> like, that's not far-fetched no, at all right now. It really isn't. And it's interesting to see the plethora of texts rolling in of different items in the grocery store that are just insanely priced right now. Lucas says raspberries, 6 bucks for the tiny container. They used to be three dollars. Mm-hmm. Also, this text from Kim in Millwood says blueberries eleven dollars at Costco, and uh, a lot of people writing in about avocados. My goodness, one person said they saw a video on TikTok where someone bought avocados. It came to twenty bucks. The price of cherries twenty dollars for a little bag. Insane. So the ones that I noticed yesterday that I was like, no, that ain't right. Is lactose free milk? Is like up to six ninety nine for a jug now for a two liter. Oof! How much was milk when it was getting delivered directly to your house back in the day? Ten cents, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, also, a text that we got that I could relate with was the stir fry beef. So that's the pre cut, and usually it's like low grade beef. It's cutting coming from steaks that they won't sell as full steaks, oh, so they yeah, cut them up. The chunks. Yeah, and uh, it's just ridiculous. They're double the cost that they were this time last year. Mm-hmm. Jared said, I haven't been able to afford bacon in months. Can you imagine? In Canada, you're not allowed to afford bacon. That's not fair. Yeah, and Larissa says the price of watermelon is insane. I'm grumpy about it because I'm pregnant, and watermelon has been my only craving, and it's so expensive. Now, listen, I just went to the Walmart grocery price checker, and for a seedless watermelon, it's five bucks. Now, just out of sheer size, that to me is worth it. 
because you put that in the shopping cart. It's taking up some room. You're not filling it with other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a watermelon's still a decent price just because they're so big. I'm not going to lie. I have been lazy enough to, when I'm in the produce section, no, grab you don't buy the, the pre-cut, Lisa. and it's like $6 for four slices, and I'm like, that'll do. What are you thinking? I know. Uh, 780-784-7107, hit us up. What made us start talking about this was the price of corn. So... The ones that are not in the husks, I was looking for the ones in the husks. Maybe just not the right time of year for that. Can I be honest? I've never known the name of the covering the of shell? corn. It's called a husk? Yeah. Cool. So Sorry, uh, I haven't been around much. I don't get out <laughs> a lot. <laughs> they just had the pre-husked ones <laughs> that were in the like plastic or whatever. And there's three small pieces of corn. On the cob, five ninety nine yesterday. That's two dollars for a half a cob. They change. They charge for the convenience. Yeah. Don't you remember being a kid and your mom would be like, "All right, grab that plastic grocery bag full of corn and, pe- and peel it," and you'd it's be time like, to "Mom, go. <laughs> I don't want to." It's chips for you, right? Eat a whole bag in one sitting. If I'm being honest, we all can. <laughs> now they're five dollars a bag or more. Yeah, they're trying to make it seem like a deal. They're like, get two bags of chips for $7. And you're like, what? That's not a deal. That used to be cheaper than that. Not on sale. I have a suggestion for you. Yeah. Go old school and get the boxes of chips. The old Dutch? And then you get at least two servings. (laughs) You're never going to open the second bag in the same evening. Well, you'd be surprised. Well, if you have company or something. But you're never going to go back-to-back bags, I don't think. Melissa? It's been known to happen. (laughs) Child luring cases are on the rise. This is scary. Yeah, like as a parent... My thought is, well, I'm just not going to let my kid have a cell phone until she's 30 uh, to avoid some of this stuff. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. But um, to keep one out of her hands for, you know, as long as possible is a start. There are some experts that are are chiming in with some other things that you can do because eventually you got to cave. Well, get a phone. my sister said when she gives her kids a cell phone at some point, it's going to be a flip phone. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have any internet access on it, and it's going to be able to call three people that she trusts. Sure, but eventually that does switch yep. to, to no, totally. uh, a normal phone. It sounds like Snapchat and Instagram are the main access points for the perverts that are luring children. Uh, and this is on the rise. The amount this has gone up in the last six months is over double, according to cybertip.ca. Common storyline is a grown man will pose as a young person. Mm-hmm. They will target and find a kid on social media. They'll pretend that they're their age. They'll eventually convince them to send an explicit picture. And then they'll use that picture against them. The blackmail. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll blackmail them into doing it, whatever. It they getting want. way worse. And yeah. there was even a story from here in Edmonton that made national news. And and luckily, a thirteen year old is back with their family after a, a very scary and unthinkable situation unfolded over a week's time. So, uh, what what can you do to protect your kids? Make sure they're comfortable talking to you about it. Is one of the biggest tips from experts that uh, you need to build that trust 
that if they bring something up, like I sent this picture, that you don't lose your mind about that because it's what follows that, you know, it could be life-changing. Um, so to, to make it a very comfortable situation for them to come forward and let them know that. So they're not scared of you? And in most situations, almost all situations, this blackmail and threatening to use, let's say, a picture that was sent against them and print it off and put it around their school or whatever they're claiming that they're going to do to embarrass the kid. Yeah. Most of the time, nobody would do that because then you would get arrested. There's fingerprints on things like that. You're traceable. The police are looking for you if you did something like that. Yeah, but the threatening towards a kid will scare them yeah. into not saying anything to any authorities or any parents. And that's why I've seen videos recently. I follow some really good parenting TikTok accounts. And I've sent them to my friends all the time that have young children and my sisters, et cetera. And I think it's really important to also talk to your kids at a young age about their body. Mm -hmm. And I think that for a lot of people, maybe it's a generational thing or you don't really talk about puberty in the house and stuff. So I think the more open you are about that and, um, you, you know, for you to have a safe space at home, like you said, to be able to be open and honest about conversations about your body and and people talking to you in certain mm. ways to be able to be like, oh, this is not a good thing. This is a red flag that somebody is talking to me like this or. Yeah, I've even flat out chatted with my my 10 year old about if somebody tells you that I'm going to be very mad about anything. If somebody tells you that your parents will be very mad if, if you tell if you them. tell them anything, they're lying and you can trust that you can come forward and tell me absolutely anything yep one of the other big tips is just set boundaries with online activity there are parental guides available so you can actually download things that let you have access to your kids social media and whatnot so look into those uh, and watch for warning signs extreme changes in behavior mm -hmm. closed doors withdrawal from friends once again we're talking about that child luring cases are on the rise uh, late night online activity, if that starts to become a new thing, to watch out for that. Uh, Canadian Centre for Child Protection. There's a, a website. That's once again, Canadian Centre for Child Protection has a bunch of great resources. If you're looking at, you know, establishing some rules and whatnot to set up early on, or if you think something's going on, that's a great resource as well to reach out to. Once again, that's Canadian Centre for Child Protection. So look into that and uh, let's keep those kids safe. It's time for the Battle of Alberta trivia. We have Sean on the phone, who's caller seven, going up against Ryder, two true Albertans. Well, Sean's a true Albertan. Yeah. He's born and raised in Edmonton, lived here for 42 years. I'm just uh, one decade into my life as an Albertan. So you've got the advantage. That's right. It's Edmonton against Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. If uh, if you lose, are you comfortable leaving the province? <laughs> well, since I have an 825 area code, definitely I got to go. Yeah, you got the new area code. That sucks. <sighs> I remember when I got 587, I was like, they're going to know I'm an outsider. Give me, an, give me the 780. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, let's do this. So, Lisa, you've got five questions, potentially, if there's a tiebreaker needed as the fifth. Yep. Okay. Uh, Sean, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure, why not? If you miss it, I can steal, and same goes for you when uh, I get the question. Okay, Sean, which Alberta town has the UFO landing pad? I think that's Vulcan. That is incorrect, and I'd like to steal. Okay. 
That is St. Paul, Alberta. That is correct. It's okay, Sean. Okay, that's bad. It's okay. Okay, now it's my turn. Yep. I can take a commanding lead here. Ryder, which highway passes through Fort McMurray? 65? That is incorrect. Sean, Uh, would you like to steal? Well, I think he gave this one to me, and uh, it's 63. That is correct. Damn it. I'm so close. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, this farming community has a strong Ukrainian background and a large painted egg. What community is that? Got to go with Vagerville on that one. That is correct. All of a sudden, you got a 2-1 lead. Ryder. Well, you gave me that last one, let's be honest. He really did. He really did. And he was completely guessing. Like, I saw him looking up to the left. I was so close. That's obviously (laughs) not a guess. Ryder, spell Okotoks. (laughs) O-K-O-T-O-K-S. That is correct. Hey, 2-2. So this is it. It comes down to this. This is it. All right, Sean. So we just blurt out the answer for this one? Are you giving Sean the chance to win? Giving Sean the chance to win. Okay. Favorable. This darling little town was put on the map because of its homemade sausages. La Mundere. Ding, ding, ding. Mondaire is correct, and it's located just right above Balzac. (laughs) Well, where else would it be? (laughs) Congratulations, and enjoy the Battle of Alberta Elks versus Stamps tomorrow night. The Ryder and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. Play 107.